Welcome to MIA 2K, your ticket from Miami to Seoul. We're Kathy and Laura, and we're so happy you could join us today. You probably know us from, just kidding, you don't know us yet. We're just two Miami girls with obsessive fandom tendencies who fell into the inescapable void of Korean entertainment. And we're here to share our insights and spill all the tea only grown fans like us can enjoy. We've done all the research and acclimating so you don't have to. Before we begin, please make sure you're following us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you love visuals like us, you can watch us on our YouTube channel. We drop episodes with our hot and sunny takes every week. Our podcast today is about our first in-person BTS concert experience this past November at the Permission to Dance concert series at SoFi Stadium in LA. It was a shit show and a half. And if you want to find out the real tea and know why I just said stadium, keep listening. So we first want to talk about our experience with Ticketmaster because it is absolutely necessary, especially for those that are trying to get tickets to their next offline concert. Which will be more people because BTS. are great and I love them. That's fine. Right. So BTS announced that they were doing an online concert uh, on October 24th, which we were planning to get tickets for because, duh. And then Obviously. in early October, yeah, in early October, they dropped the bomb that we had all been waiting for, which is that they were going to be holding their first offline concert in person in two years. A month later at SoFi, stadium. Uh, my my light of my life says stadium. So if he says stadium, then Merriam-Webster can suck it and For learn sure. how to how the proper pronunciation of it is. We were already planning on going to LA by the time that we knew that these tickets were coming out. Uh, we were going to the Head in the Clouds concert in early November. If you haven't listened to that episode of our podcast, please Go and look for it because we had a really good time and we're totally going to go back. So definitely find out why. But again, once we knew that we were going to go back to LA at the end of the month for BTS, what's another strap on a tiger? You know, we were going to be doing everything and anything in our power to get our hands on those tickets, which was notoriously hard. So as Laura mentioned before, Ticketmaster was a journey and there were a lot of hiccups and obstacles in the way for us to get tickets to go to the BTS concert in LA. The first uh, set of obstacles was that Ticketmaster tiered their ticket output in five different categories so that they could split the demand and the amount of people that were going to be going on the website so they could, you know, actually sell the tickets. So the five tiers that they started with, four of them were just for pre-sale. And by the time they got to the fifth one, the tickets were gone. Just FYI, just so you can understand the level of chaos and demand and all the things. So the first tier was for people who had tickets to their last tour, which was called Map of the Soul in the VIP section. So VIP Map of the Soul ticket holders had first dibs to get permission to dance in LA tickets for this time around. The second tier was for people who had tickets to the Map of the Soul tour, regular, not VIP. The third tier was for ARMY members, aka Laura and myself. This, so we were already kind of at a disadvantage because we knew yeah. we were not going to be able to get first dibs. We were getting third dibs. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it was going to be gone by then. 
I think they were trying to be fair with the first two tiers. They were trying to make sure that the people that had bought tickets to the concert that was canceled because of COVID were able to have first dibs, which like, it's fine. I get it. And hopefully it won't be a thing moving forward. Right. And then of course, army members were going to get priority. The fourth tier was Ticketmaster verified fan presale. So that's you having your own Ticketmaster account and going through the motions of being a verified fan. And then the fifth tier was the regular sale, which again, never made it there. Normies. <laughs> Normies. Yeah. We don't, we don't know them. <laughs> we don't know that. Leaves. <laughs> Laura and I tried signing up for tickets for the 27th and 28th of November, because that was a weekend. So that's when we were going to be able to go without taking too much time off of work and actually enjoy ourselves. So we applied for both and we ended up getting access to the sale for the 28th for both of us which we were really sad about because we really, really, really wanted to be there the first day that they actually got to be in front of the fans. They've talked about how much they were going to cry at their first concert. We wanted to be there to witness it. We wanted to be there to see that first interaction again after two years. So unfortunately, we weren't able to get tickets at face value for the 27th, but we were able to get tickets for the 28th and we jumped around our houses and celebrated copiously and in disbelief, knowing that we now were for sure going to be going back to LA twice within one month for two different events. So, yeah, we waited for those tickets on the 28th. We waited in line for two hours just to be able to buy tickets, like in a digital line, two hours. Once we got in to be able to buy tickets, you couldn't even think. You have to hit, you know, how Ticketmaster gives you that option of doing best seats that's all you got to do just click back seats click yes go 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 because if you don't you're gonna lose your tickets and it went from one second having tickets in the 200 to the next second only finding tickets in the 500 section so for the future just hit best tickets and next 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 pay and that's it that was a really kind of crazy experience we've had a hard time with Ticketmaster before for other concerts but we knew that it was going to be on a whole different level for BTS so we were mentally prepared to literally get whatever the best option was we were fortunate I think at the end of the day for the little bit that we hesitated and like you know Mm -hmm. because we were both getting in on the same day we were both getting at the same time so we obviously didn't want to trample each other's efforts Mm -hmm. so we ended up with pretty good seats uh, with okay. like the being able to see the concert as it's meant to be seen from mm-hmm. the center so yeah. in that regard we're not complaining and the 200 section we'll talk about later how it's very well positioned for entry and exit to the stadium so yeah. we are happy with our seats and what we ended up being able to accomplish but I yeah. still think we should mention scalpers SoFi stadium as well because or stadium because the thing is SoFi has obviously their membership of of their own like their annual ticket holders and they also got priority so a lot of these people who are not Mm -hmm. even bts fans had priority to buy bts tickets really good tickets like the really good section tickets which like laura and i at face value would have given an organ to be able to buy these tickets not on the scalpers realm because uh for the scalpers they really did the most and i i'm willing to give my entire life savings to bts directly i will not give up my money for someone else to be profiting off the hard work of the members of bts 
So I'm not happy that we ended up having to pay a significant amount over the original face value prices for day one, but we were willing to, and we had to, and it's, it, it, it was what it was and we regret nothing. We had to go both days. Like, let's be honest. Like we, we had to, so it's fine. We made it. Uh, they can go choke on a piece of fruit, honestly, because you know what? Because we know how much we paid for face value, it it hurt me, but it's fine. See, my birthday is December 2. The concerts were the 27th and the 28th. So it's like a birthday present to myself. Facts. But the scalpers suck and I hate them. So we knew we wanted to go both days. We already told you guys we gave in on the scalpers we just didn't know when we wanted to buy the tickets to the 27th whether we wanted to wait until the like 26 very last minute in order to get them to get a better price or if we just bit the bullet and bought them before we even got to LA so we were watching the AMAs and as we're watching them I'm getting super nervous because everyone's excited for BTS even not army like Everyone's excited. They're beautiful. They're gorgeous. We love them. Obviously, I thought, okay, people are going to love them. They have the AMAs, James Gordon. We need to buy tickets now. In the end, Kathy probably wanted to kill me. And it's okay. Kathy, please share. I did a little bit. So we were planning, like Laura said, to wait as much as possible because uh, people that were relisting the tickets from the very beginning, we're really trying to be slick and make like $3,000 off of like nosebleed seats. Yeah. So we were not going to be that stupid. And we figured that waiting up until as close to the concert as possible was going to probably be our best bet because we were like, who's going to pay $35,000 for seats? Like, you know, not us, not us, but people did, uh, mm-hmm. for like the very VIP ones, those prices. So we were just like, you never know when that magic moment is. And that's the thing. Mm. It's a tricky game. So I'm an avid awards show watcher. Like I love to live tweet these events and Laura doesn't. And we didn't know, I guess, this about each other because she hasn't really seen me through my award ceremony life because of everything that's been going on in the past couple of years. So Laura kept texting me being like, but the tickets, but the tickets, but the things. And then like BTS kept winning awards throughout the show. They were being shown on camera. So I think every time that BTS was on camera, Laura panicked and texted me. My anxiety went like, right. And here I am just like actually enjoying the awards. And I was like, (laughs) Laura, I don't have the, you know, Ouija board to ask, like, when is the best moment? I really don't know. So, you know, just let me finish the show. And then like, once the show ends, we can look up prices and see what we can find. I'm sure she was like, this bitch and her stupid awards. And I was just like, this bitch, leave me with my stupid awards. So, but it works and it was fine. And we got 4%, man, that 4% when it hits, it really hits. So we ended up at, after the show ended, we looked online and thing is, there were tickets that were on resale directly on Ticketmaster, but there's also a bunch of other mm-hmm. sites like SeatGeek, whatever that also have. And like, we knew that there had to be someone who just like was going to get anxious on the resale end and wanted to get rid of their tickets. And I think we, we found that person. So they had the tickets up for resale, but for a very manageable price than the rest of the offerings. Mm-hmm. So we actually were able to get seats for day one on the section next to where we were going to be for day two. So uh, again, really good vantage point from the center uh, of Mm -hmm. view of the stage. 
and uh, we bit the bullet and no one will ever know how much we paid for those tickets. But let me just say no one. It was less than what we were planning to pay originally for just one day. So because it was going to be our first, let's call it girls weekend in a very long time because of COVID and all that stuff, we kind of knew we wanted to have at least one night where we could drink, dance, go a little crazy, right? So we wanted to do something obviously BTS related because we don't get to do that in Miami. So we knew we wanted to have at least one night. We figured the best night would be the 26th because we were going to the concert on the 27th and the 28th, and then we would leave on that Monday. So we uh, we said, let's see if we could find something. So I was on TikTok because I go on TikTok every single day, and I was seeing a lot of parties. There was this one that caught my attention. It was by Armies Who Travel, and it said it had some spots available, but it didn't have a sign up. So I was like, you know what? Let me check every day to see if something comes up. So I checked every day and luckily we were able to get two spots for the party on the 26th. I think we need to talk about our experience getting to the party because it was a whole shit show. So we, <laughs> we were staying in Venice because of its close proximity to the stadium. So we were like, we're going to drink a lot. Let's take an Uber. We went to Parks Barbecue. So good. Our second time in a month. Uh, so and we don't even live in LA. So do that math so we have some barbecue we have two bottles of soju we take an other uber that plus the beer oh yeah it's fine it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> we take an uber that's like a short 10 minute five minute ride whatever we get there and it was amazing so when we got there it was everything and anything that i could ever hope for um the Maddie, who was the person that put it all together, told us that there was about 80 people in attendance. 79 were women. One was a man. And he was the brother of one of the girls. And he was just there for emotional support. To but he was that. very much army, too. Like, you know, he for was sure, in for it. Sure, for, sure. for sure. For sure. But I imagine how that conversation went. Like, I'm sure the mom was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> your sister's going here. You got to go with her. She can't go by herself. And he's like, okay, sure, whatever. But he had the time of his life, 100%. It was great. Also, I would like to note that aside from the two bottles of soju at the barbecue place, we had three more and it was amazing. Yeah, I I would like to apologize to my liver <laughs> for, <laughs> for what I decided to do that night. But I also don't. Because sponsored by uh, Jeju Soju and that Green Grape Soju was my debut as an MC rapper on the stage of that party. Listen, I am, we're both fun people and we don't need alcohol, but alcohol definitely speed things along. So we made very fast friends uh, throughout the event. Lovely fellow armies. We had a great time. Maddie put on a stellar event at this gallery and we really had an opportunity to kind of dip our toes into army world that we don't usually have a chance to do here in Miami. So it was a great time, not just because of the soju, but because of everything else. And, and I really wanted to shout out Laura because I did not pay attention to any of these things. She's the planner. I'm more of like, I will see what happens as we go. 
So she was the one that found all this stuff through TikTok and got the tickets. And I was at dinner when she was booking everything. And she was like, go on PayPal, pay this girl, do the thing. And I was like, okay, did it, bye. And she was the one that took care of all the logistics. So I just had to show up, become an MC, and then go to sleep. That's all, That's what I had to do. And aside from that, we would also like to shout out Maddie. She did a really good job with the event. We had a really great time. And I think our experience wouldn't have been the same without that party. So it was it was really everything and anything we could ever hope for. Yeah, we made actual friends at the party that we exchanged numbers with. We have their Instagram accounts. We follow each other. So we stayed in touch throughout the weekend. And also uh, to piggyback off of Laura's shouting out on Maddie, Maddie was coordinating eight events throughout the week Mm -hmm. for all four concerts. He did all kinds of events that really reflected uh, our meetup. And, you know, Mm -hmm. like she had a Nam Juning hike. She took people to the BT21 store uh, on Hollywood Walk. She really put on so many events throughout the week that we just can't speak highly enough about armies who travel definitely follow them. And if you want to experience an, uh, a, a K-pop event in the BTS army realm, for sure, for sure, go to her events because she thinks of everything. She puts everything together really nicely. Super professional. Everything that she uh, said would happen, happened like at the timeline. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, I'm a construction planner on my day to day. So I really appreciate the logistics and the way she did everything. It was great. So, uh, you know, right at the night, that, right after that first night or that great start to our trip, uh, it was day one of the Permission to Dance in L.A. concert. And I, I don't think we were able to really internalize the fact that we were going to see our seven boys that day. Uh, I think I still can't fathom or like really take it in the fact that we saw them and you know two days back to back incredible performances and everything that we lived through in those days so let's start with logistically and Laura and I will uh, jump in here and interrupt each other constantly because we just have so much to say so just you know bear with us day one SoFi Stadium will 100% be classified in my brain as a reason to have PTSD for the rest of my life nightmares ptsd the worst basically the concert expected over fifty thousand people for each night so they sold out within seconds of the pre-sales you would think sofi would have been prepared to handle this and obviously you know if you are throwing a concert in the middle of covid and if you know that you're gonna have a lot of steps to the process of getting into the stadium you would think that they would be prepared for this, but you would be wrong. So long story short, (laughs) it was 10 gates to get into the stadium. And there were four metal detectors at each gate, which is not, it's not enough people. Like I, I'm not a logistics coordinator. I've never run a a stadium or an arena or anything, but it just not, does not sound like enough. It, it, I think they might have taken it from their football game experience, which sure. would make sense because, you know, people tailgate. Not everybody goes in at the same time. That makes sense. Yeah. But they should have researched how K-pop concerts work. People show up early. People show up to experience the whole thing. And so you're going to have most people coming in at the same time. And if you do the math, it does not work out. 
at all. It doesn't. People were there from the early hours of the morning to buy merch. The the merch lines had Disney style lines with like turns and turns and turns and turns. People were there. There were food trucks. And then once it was time, like by the time Laura and I got there, it was about 4.30 p.m. day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, lines were already being made to get into the stadium. I think some people were already inside for the sound check, maybe, probably. But yeah, lines were already being made. So we joined a line. First of all, no one that we asked in the venue that worked there knew which gate was assigned to us per our seating. It wasn't None. in our tickets. We looked at it, they looked at it, and they were so confused. So we ended up just joining a random line that ended up being close enough, so it was fine. But it was just a lot. So we joined a line right before 5. It was around 4.45 p.m. And we were behind this group of people that was like a couple moms with like their daughters. And this one mom was like entirely way too much. Mm -hmm. It's like, we get it. We all love the boys, but like you need to pipe down. So I will let Laura explain what it was like to be in this line and just fyi we were in line again before 5 p.m we didn't cross the threshold to get into the stadium until 7 10 p.m that's mm-hmm. two hours over two hours for a maybe 50 meter distance mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. from where we were so take it away Lara. so i have really bad motion sickness so they didn't really think of how to make people form form a line. So at the very beginning, when we joined, it was a line. But eventually, people started joining from the sides, and it just became this funnel mass. Yeah, this mass of people trying to get in. So there were people trying to buy merch, which was in a different space, and they had seats close to other entrances. So they had to go from the merch line over to where they were seated. So because we were a big ball of people, people were trying to get in however they could. As Kathy mentioned, we had this family in front of us. And for some goddamn reason, I don't know why, people looked at them and said, hmm, I think they'll let us through. And you know what? They freaking let everybody through. So at one point, we were this mass of people. And once you let one person in, everybody goes in. I thought I was going to die because as everybody walks into this one line and it's just this massive amount of people I was getting so sick I literally look at Kathy and I'm like I am going to throw up pass out I'm not quite sure which one and it was it was horrible the one thing that I want to say quote-unquote save us was my experience with Miami bars where you don't really give a fuck about the line you just get in So as soon as I saw us becoming this funnel of people and people not actually being respectful and going through the line, I took Kathy and I was like, if we stay behind this family, we're never going to get in. So we went through the side and tried to get in as close as we could. And I think that's how we managed to get in by 710 because the family that was in front of us were nowhere near the front when we made it through. Yeah, you know, we, you, you know. see the end of the tunnel so close yet so far. We could see the metal detectors going, you know, green to red. So we, we knew people were going through. But here's the thing. It was a four-step process to get each person through. There was a bag check, which we had to have clear bags to begin with. So you know, bag checks should have been faster, but they weren't. Then there was a metal detector. So you had to put your things to the side mm-hmm. and get through the metal detector. 
Then there was the vaccine check. So they had to look at the vaccine, look at the dates and look at your ID. Like, do you know how much time that takes for someone who's like not an expert? They really dropped the ball so far here with not having an app or something like the clear app that other concerts and airports and people use because that would have sped up the process a lot more. And then at the end, there was a ticket check of like them scanning Mm -hmm. your barcode. So all the people that we dealt with in that line who were working at SoFi were inept. And I don't say that lightly. I don't like to, you know, judge people by a, a bad day or, or, you know, people that were working in the situation. Like there was a lot of people at the stadium and I totally understand that. But like the girl that was scanning our tickets, she literally wasn't even looking at my phone. She scanned it twice. So of course it said it's already been scanned. And this bitch was about to not let us in. I was ready to deck someone in the face. At this point, we've been holding in our pee. I couldn't feel my legs. My legs had gone numb. My my thighs mm-hmm. couldn't mm-hmm. feel my thighs from like whole, like just needing to pee mm-hmm. so badly. The, I'm not motion sick. Like I don't I don't have that issue like Laura, but I have vertigo. So you know we were at some points like you know there were steps to go up and down the street to get to the like uh, the line, and you kind of got lifted from like when people would pass through, and it was just ridiculous like I would say the one good thing that happened during that entire time that we were waiting was some girl lost her ID uh right about the time that we're you know ready to get in and someone found it and we actually passed it along and I will say this when we started getting into the BTS content and Twitter and everything it's really tempting to reject saying that you're army or being part of army because of the toxicity and the fandom, every fandom has toxicity and toxic people, which I think is the minority. They're just really loud mm-hmm. on social media. So it feels like it's the majority. Mm-hmm. So at first I didn't want to be like, I'm army or whatever, but this concert proved to me that army as a whole and its majority, it's overwhelmingly amazing people. Like mm-hmm. we got to the stadium and the garbage cans were at capacity because of how long people had been there through the day and people organized the trash neatly around the garbage beautiful. cans. It was gorgeous to witness, you know, uh, there were people doing flash like mobs. And I think that's a lot in general mm-hmm. happening with K-pop culture is not necessarily mm-hmm. limited to BTS, but really that line we were in and that, uh, just groping and dry humping of like all of us together involuntarily could have ended and would have ended so much worse had we been at any other concert. Mm -hmm. But because it was army, I genuinely believe it was the best situation for all of us because of the crowd and the the quality of people that were there. And that's oh that ambulance that was trying to get through in the crowd. There was my God, this very much was like triggering uh, because there was an ambulance trying to get by and like there was no space for the crowd to move like nobody was Nowhere. going anywhere we couldn't we physically could, could not, not expand there was too many people Fifty thousand mm-hmm. people to be exact trying to get into the stadium at the same time and an ambulance was going through and it reminded me of World, and i was like mm-hmm. oh my god this person's going to die mm-hmm. and i don't know how the ambulance made it through but as i mentioned earlier we managed to get in by 7 10 and here's the deal this is not a miami concert BTS is an Asian artist and Asian artists start their concerts on time on the dot like BTS has this whole thing and we've experienced it online so like we kind of know the drill at this point that they have videos playing up until the time and they're perfectly coordinated and timed so that at 7 30 on the dot if that's the time it's begin time so it was 7 10 we got into the stadium We both ran to the bathroom because we couldn't even see from the pain. We got some drinks and headed to our seats and we sat down and it was 7.20, 7.25. Mm -hmm. And there was maybe, 
maybe, and we're being generous, 20 yeah. to 30% of the audience in their seats. Mm-hmm. And we knew that that concert wasn't going to start on time, which is not mm-hmm. a big deal. We live in Miami. No, we've never been to a concert that starts on time here. I would like to say I waited for Maluma. I'm not saying Maluma's bad. I love Maluma, but we waited for fucking Maluma for two and a half hours to right. show the fuck up. We're used to that. That's not the problem, you know, but for them, we knew it was going to be like, they are so eager to get on stage and that's not what they're used to. Their concerts are on time. So anyway, we knew that they knew what was going on outside and we knew that they were going to step in and fix it. And I told Laura, if we know Nam June at all, and we do, we know he's going to tell them, just let everybody in and we'll deal with it and we'll do this better tomorrow, but we need to start this concert. And I, when I said it, I said it ironically, to be honest with you, I didn't mean it. But later, once the concert ended and we got back to the hotel and we got on army Twitter, we saw the footage and I'm going to include a clip here. You will see people walking through the metal detectors. You'll see them all going red and no one was checked, like no back checks, no vaccine checks, no uh, entrance ticket ticket checks, nothing, nothing. like at 720 something, they decided to let everyone through, Mm -hmm. which was a huge risk. Huge, like to the crowd and to the artists, because knowing we live in America where guns can be a problem and it's not the first time that things have happened at concerts. Thank God that the people who showed up to the concert that day were only army and like actual fans interested in seeing the event, because if somebody had been planning on bringing in a bomb, it would have gone through 100% guns would have gone through because Mm -hmm. nothing was checked at that point. So the artists took a huge gamble and letting us all in, in order for them to start the concert on time, because if not, I'm pretty sure we wouldn't have started the concert until 930. Yeah. And that's yeah. early because yeah. of the amount of time they were taking. So yeah. anyway, after we were able to get through that and sit on our seats and crack open our cans of beer and try to get very past, expensive beer, right. And try to get past the trauma that that line uh, <laughs> created for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we can now talk about the BTS concert experience. Mm-hmm. I would like to mention that um, our seats were pretty good. No, yeah. So it wasn't second, second line or second row or first row of floor. It wasn't a hundred section floor, a uh, hundred section, but it was two hundred section, and it was right in the center, and it was so good so good we were right next to the concessions we were right next to the bathrooms and we were right next to the exits which doesn't seem like a big deal but wait until the end for us veteran concert goers we know we know what we need at this at at those times yeah Mm -hmm. it's true i would like to mention because kathy said said it at the beginning the members thought they were gonna cry we have talked about it and we're like we're definitely gonna cry this is gonna be like makeup running everywhere and weirdly enough I didn't personally cry I think I was too excited and too stressed and too everything to actually feel like crying but it was a beautiful concert I don't think the ambience or the vibes lent themselves to like uh, for us to cry just because like the excitement, the girls screaming behind us and (laughs) everything that was, you know, transpiring in that moment. Uh, We did hear that those people who managed to get sound check and I don't know if they Mm -hmm. had to pay $35,000 or, you know, sleep with someone, a ticket master to get them. But please, you know, if that's a thing, I'll do it. (laughs) 
I'll, I'll do whatever it takes. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I won't. I have some dignity left. We did hear that the members cried. Some of them, I think it was the first day it was RM, J-Hope, and maybe mm-hmm. someone else teared up during uh, the sound check because that was the first actual interaction between them and ARMY. Uh, they, I mean, when they went to the AMAs, the whole crowd was ARMY. You, you wouldn't think it was going to be because obviously they're there for all the artists, but they came with signs. They came with light sticks. They came prepared with a fan chant. So that was their actual first. Yeah, here's mine. That I dropped because of the dumb people working the freaking <sighs> stadium entrance system. So anyway. Very sturdy. Yeah, super sturdy. So I think that it was not their first first, you know, by the time that they got to the stage. And that's why all of them talked about they all went live multiple times every day after uh, the concerts that they did. So they all spoke about how the first day was kind of weird for them. Like it was still hard for even them to internalize that it was finally happening and they were stressing to make sure that everything was perfect. So I don't think that they had the chance to like really let themselves feel it, especially that first day. And that's why they, you know, probably didn't cry, but the tears weren't there, but the emotions were, I would say. For sure. For sure. For sure. I, I would like to say that based on our parking lot choice and our seating choice at that point, um, we were actually able to leave the concert, get to a hotel before the lives happened. So we were comfortably yeah. in our hotels when the lives happened. When they decided to start going live each day. And the, the first day it was uh, V went live with uh, Cookie and Jim and joining him later. Mm-hmm. And the second day was Sugar, which I was living my best life. I love that he yeah. went live that day. I love that like I was in LA while he was in LA, you know, breathing similar oxygen p- pools. I really enjoyed that. And uh, I would say, you know, obviously when we knew the concerts were happening, we were speculating about them bringing in other artists for cameos mm-hmm. during the concert because they can, they should, and if, yeah. if they wanted to. But I think they really kept the first day to themselves. They knew it was their first um, day with ARMY. Mm-hmm. So uh, we actually really enjoyed that. And the set list, I think they kept the same said this from the October Mm -hmm. 24th for the encore they had one of the days that they did the encore was the same from the October 24th the second day okay so they changed it up the first day the um I would like to say that um on the first day their encore was really meaningful I actually really enjoyed the song choices that they did because Mm -hmm. they felt like they were talking to us and that was really nice um so even though the whole concert was the same that one last part was different and it really like resonated and it was really great yeah day one was incredible the concerts are structured in a way where they do a few songs and they talk to us they interact with us they they call out their ments their comments and we could tell that they worked so hard on their english that they worked so hard on like memorizing not just memorizing they're getting a lot uh, better with their pronunciation they're actually taking classes a few of the members are taking classes to learn and and get better at english so they can express themselves fully they had a translator available which he's the best translator i've ever seen at any concert he really embodied their messaging and i think on the last day he was crying with them like when they were kind of tearing (laughs) up at the end like he he really felt it. he's army the translator was army which was great but i just wanted to talk about the fact that i tend to lose my voice whenever i uh, overuse it or raise it or you know when i go to concerts or anything i always lose my voice so i was definitely warned by my family to kind of you know keep it together because i have a, a little bit of a a delicate throat and respiratory system. And so my family 
really tried to tell me not to go crazy. And this is what I did with my family's advice. Let's go! Yeah, uh, I'm not proud, uh, but I don't regret anything. I regret absolutely nothing. Uh, Sugar knew I was there from my screams. Mm -hmm. uh, I also showed him my rings and, you know, Laura made these beautiful shirts for us, like now playing from like some of our favorite songs. Pepsi was a cultural reset for me and for everybody else. So I also had the sunglasses that are very him. So I wanted him to know that I was there for him. And, and I think he could see me from the stage and hear me. He definitely could hear me. So I mm -hmm. regret nothing. But with that said, the next morning, after all the screaming <laughs> and after, you know, all the all, the whole experience, I think as a whole, if you put all of Saturday that all of that we went through together, when I woke up on Sunday morning, I thought I needed to go to the ER right away. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. Uh, I couldn't speak. I couldn't like my throat was on fire. And I usually travel with some medications or whatever for just in case, but whatever I had in my stash was not going to do the trick for that day. Mm -hmm. And uh, thankfully, Laura woke up in a, in a very similar state to me. So I, yeah. I at least did not feel alone. Misery does love company. So, you know, we found a brunch place nearby that had like the most authentic and organic so ginger tea with like honey, lemon and mint. And that brought us back to life and allowed us to go to like day two with some semblance of a throat left. But for day two, I did manage to keep this promise to myself not to go crazy screaming uh, for the most part. I really held it in. I didn't sing along. I just, you know, I sang along to myself and I, and I really tried not to scream except when the members brought out Meg Thee Stallion for their butter performance and I lost it and I screamed. And I will also insert a little clip of that here. As you guys can tell, I love to record everything that I go to and, and have that experience in the backup. So anyway, I, I have a really stable video of Butter up until the moment where Meg is on stage and I realized it. And then I started screaming, completely forgetting my throat and my laryngitis that I had caused myself the day before. And, you know, anyway, that's that. Yeah. So I would actually like to shout out the brunch place. It was oh so good. Yeah, I had. So we've been in L.A. for like two days and the coffee was but I am a coffee person. I'm Colombian. It's a thing. And this place had such good coffee. Oh my God. It was amazing. Their tea was great. And if you're staying in Venice and you're looking for a brunch place, go to Bruce Wiffle. That's the name. And they will hook you up even if you don't ask them to because we didn't. The we chicken and waffles were very good too. And again, this tea, we know LA is all about the organic, vegan, mm -hmm. authentic, everything. I've never had a more authentic ginger tea with honey and mint and lemon in my life. And I swear that brought us back to life. It, it truly did. It was amazing. And also, I mean, for my personal experience, the second day, it was way more organized. Getting into the stadium was great. Um, they had six metal detectors instead of four. What a concept. <laughs> Yeah, they figured it out. It felt safer. We were able to get into our seats, like I think two hours before the concert started, which was pretty good because we had gone to the 
actual venue, like maybe 45 minutes before. So it was pretty good. We actually, I think one of the reasons why we got into the stadium early was we split up because Kathy wanted to check out the merch line. Uh, Laura also both- wanted the merch. Yes, I was going to say. We both had agreed about what merch we wanted. And so I said, no, I'll stay in the line. You go check out the merch. So the merch line was ridiculous long. Things were sold out. So Kathy was like, no, this isn't it. And as she was walking back to find me, a gate opened. And like, she's calling me. I'm calling her. We're trying to figure it out somehow. And we were able to get in in like seconds. And mind you, there was literally no service at the stadium outside because of everybody who was there. The the Mm -hmm. amount, the sheer volume of people was uh, making the service situation impossible. So it was a miracle that Laura was able to get through to me because I was calling her and it wasn't going through and she Mm -hmm. she called me at the right time. So yeah, we, we were able to get in like by, I don't know. Like six, six. Yeah. and uh, we enjoyed ourselves it was a much different yeah. experience for day two and than for day one it truly was and then aside from that the concert was actually able to start right on time because the day before it started at 7 45 which is pretty good because it's only 15 minutes all things but, considered yeah but it's late for them so for this day it was able to start at literally 7 30 miami could never bad bunny could never carlos beavers could never nobody could ever and it was great aside from that we we had similar seats you know kathy mentioned that we had literally the section right next door we were a little bit closer so that was kind of nice and again somehow i didn't cry I don't know how, but I didn't cry. I thought I would because I knew this would be my last concert experience for the trip, but I didn't cry. It still felt really good. I loved every single minute of it. I would give my kidney to be first row floor seats. Yes, so would I. I did cry day two for a little bit uh, because as we mentioned earlier for their encore stage, they changed up the set list. And when they started playing Spring Day, and this song is one of the most meaningful songs that they've had in their whole careers. It was really early on in their in their music uh, repertoire, and the music video is super meaningful. If you guys want to look, do your own deep dive about what the Spring Day video was supposed to, you know, encapsulate. It's a whole entire experience. So this song really encapsulated our experience. I became Army November fourteenth, twenty twenty. I have a date because Laura and I like to keep receipts and we go back on our conversations to talk about it. I was army for life goes on uh, premiere. That was my first time being up at, at midnight waiting for a video to drop. So the fact that I got to experience and go to a BTS army, a BTS concert within just a little bit over a year of becoming a fan at considering the global pandemic, considering how hard it is to get tickets to be able to go two days in a row and honestly, the fact that also Laura and I have such similar approaches and, and thoughts and opinions and things to everything, like sharing something like that with someone who gets it and, and that everything, all those thoughts just like, you know, came perfect. to me in that moment. And like, it didn't matter that I had seen the concert before online and that I had seen it the day before. It just felt new. And they really do kind of uh, change up their comments and they try to ask their translators to like give them new messages so that they can speak and say new things. And it was just a lot. So that's when I kind of cried uh, in that moment. But it wasn't like a sobbing either. It was just like, you know, tears 
Um, yeah, I didn't but, notice, no, but it was a very magical moment uh, mm-hmm. for me. And, and uh, yeah. And I think with that, we can move on to our closing thoughts. I, for me, concerts are about everything. I'm one of those really annoying people that makes tricks for everything or makes something for something, like something. And Kathy had asked me about this, like, why do you do it? And it's more like, if I see the garment or whatever I'm making for the concert or whatever it is festival, it kind of brings me back to where I was and what I was feeling. So I'm very much into like the whole experience. I don't really do videos. I don't really do pictures. I just try to live in the moment. And part of that is enjoying the people around you, right? And for both days, I got, I think I got really lucky because I thought it was kind of funny. On the first day, I got seated next to um, this couple where the husband was obviously not into BTS. He just went there to be with his wife. And that man was not okay. On the first day, we sat in front of this girl that was screaming from inside of her guts. It was like, it wasn't like, oh, we're here. It was like, I am here. Something, someone must have hurt her. It was, it was coming from the inside. And that poor man, 15 minutes into the concert, 30 minutes, looked at his wife and said, I'm done. And he just walked out. And that poor woman was like, do I stay? Do I, do I see my seven husbands or do I go with my actual husband? And she just didn't know what to do. And she stayed luckily after like 30 minutes, he came back and he sat back down, but it it was a lot. And then the second day I was seated next to, um, what I could, what I could tell was, uh, to people from Korea that had decided to fly with them to see the concert in person. And they were both army. Like he was holding a Jin photo card that I was so jealous of, so jealous of. And he was taking pictures and I'm like, bitch, how can I steal that? I didn't, I'm a good girl, but he was army. They were both army. They were both really excited. But once the concert started like in the U S Once concert starts, everybody stands up and starts dancing. That's who we are as people. They were not okay with that. Like, I don't think they expected that to be a thing. Cause like, from what I understand in Korea, if you buy concert ticket with a seat, you're going to sit for most of the time. Nobody was seated and it was a lot for him. And he was trying his best, but for the most part, he kind of sat down and I'm sure he couldn't really see because the people in front of him were standing with their light sticks and dancing and I thought that was kind of fun I'm sorry guy next to me but it was kind of part of the experience and I really enjoyed it yeah I the day one I I had aisle seats and day two I had two very quiet armies who were just enjoying the experience and it was the first time that they were seeing the concert and not only like the concert that day but like they hadn't seen the online one so they were kind of mind blown by the by the vcrs those videos that they make for like transitions while they change and stuff and they were asking me because like they could see that i was clearly like experienced and you know whatever uh they were asking me like oh my god what's happening and i was like i got you boo i will take you through this process of army dumb so i really enjoyed and didn't have any issues or anything the girl behind us on day one 
that it, it yeah that one threw me a little bit I I, I can't <laughs> lie and say that like she didn't hinder my enjoyment at all because like Laura said her screams were coming from the depths of her soul and it, it was like desperation like you know it's like you could tell that BTS saved her and I'll say BTS saved me too but like again my screams are thirst and woohoo like it's not going to be like uh, you know <laughs> not not whatever was going on with her so other thoughts that I have I was kind of shooky cookie about the fact that the entire stadium lost their shit collectively every time Sugar came on screen. You know, you scream for the one that you like the most, and we are always going to say we are OT7. We scream for all of them. I got laryngitis from day one because I screamed for all of them. But with BTS, the maknae line, like Jungkook, Jimin, and V are the ones that get most screams, most purchases for things, most everything. And then, you know, the other four members, the young line, the older ones, I guess they don't have as many fans because, you know, the VCS fans are younger, ARMY's younger, so mm -hmm. they like the younger guys. So, you know, Suga had the entire fucking stadium whipped. And on one hand, I felt validated and vindicated for having such great fucking taste. But on the other hand, I was jealous as fuck. Who are these girls? What are they thinking? And he's mine step back bitch not toxic at all and yeah i promise i'm not 13 but yeah it, it was it was a lot and it was everything and i can say you know thanks to laura for getting us a light six early early on in the year we really didn't think we were going to be able to use them uh as early as we did but army bomb life and i can tell you we actually laura and i both ended up going to a concert in miami a week after bts Uh, with our families for Carlos Vives, who is this Colombian singer, if you don't know him. And I don't know if like BTS ruined concerts for me, but BTS ruined concerts for me. <laughs> <laughs> like they really put so much thought into this. They said it a million times when they were working on the cue sheet for the concert. They really wanted to have only the songs that had all seven of them. Mm -hmm. And they were all going to participate because we they wanted us to enjoy all of them as, as a group they didn't want us to focus on their solo songs they got no rest they were tired they went through it mm -hmm. they're physically their stamina they haven't really had to do this in a long time but they did it for us and we appreciated it and it was incredible and you know no notes obviously I, I have zero feedback for them everything they did was absolute perfection and I just can't wait to see them again and that's that's my rant one last thing I would like to mention is Usually artists do an hour, an hour and a half of concerts, but they did two and a half hours, almost three, and it was truly life-changing. I was a little bit depressed after the concert, and it's okay. I had to go to my real life. I'm an adult. I have to work for my money, unfortunately, like a lot of us have to do, um, but it was, it was really amazing. The fact I felt so blessed because I bought the light sticks just kind of like as a thing that like if you're army you kind of have to have them I didn't expect to use it as soon as we did but I felt so blessed to see the light sticks in action to see them in person to experience you know the army event the night before to meet people that were into what we're into which is not very common in Florida maybe not Florida but Miami So it was really, it was really nice and I would do it again in a heartbeat and I give them all my money. They're millionaires. They don't need it, but I'm still willing to give it. 
and it's a hundred percent a hundred percent i again i will tell you i watched the online concert the day that they played it i watched the encore or on-demand version so Mm -hmm. twice i watched in person day one i watched in person day two then we flew back that following monday and i watched all the videos which again i basically videotaped the entire concert both days i watched both days worth of videos on my phone on a five-hour flight and I basically took up the whole flight watching the video so I watched all the concerts again and then I got home and then I watched day three illegal streams thank you everybody who illegally streamed on Twitter and Instagram and everywhere else and then I watched day four which was legally streamed uh from big hit themselves and Haiba so I watched this concert eight times and I still could watch it again I didn't have enough and that's just the BTS experience and I am so grateful that we got to experience it and you know, we have these fun souvenirs and uh, Laura designed these like uh, head scarves for us and the shirts. And we had these outfits and I made a jacket also for Sugar, so that he could see me from the stage. And it was just an incredible, fun and an unforgettable experience truly for both of us. And I, I can't wait to keep making more memories with BTS. Also, one last thing. Jin is great. Also, one last thing, sugar. No, 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 me. no, no. You said it enough. I, but you know what? All the lives no, no. where where V goes, Yungi marry me. It needs to be said multiple times because this you know man what? keeps evading me. Worldwide handsome, and I didn't mention him enough, and that's fine. You that's know your problem. You know what? You you problem. <laughs> no, you know what? In the encore, he put his most than anybody. He had a fucking RJ on his head. And it hurt. And I appreciate that. Jen? Yeah, he really gave us everything and more mm-hmm. in the encores mm-hmm. and all the last mm-hmm. concerts. And he, he keeps trying to top himself. And even when it seems impossible, he does it. So shout out to Jin for being mm-hmm. everything. My favorite is when he goes, cute. <laughs> it's it's soul destroying, honestly. The what Their power is... It's too much. It's entirely too much. So shout outs to all of them. All seven members were incredible. They all gave it their all. We love all of them. We just have, you know, a little bit of a bias here and there, but Mm -hmm. we stand them, all seven of them equally. So in conclusion, if you have the opportunity, buy BTS tickets. Or don't because we need to go (laughs) and we want to get good tickets. So don't. Don't. It sucks. You'll hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not worth it. It's not it's not all it's cracked up to be. Just don't go. Keep yeah. We'll we'll keep going and we'll tell you how it is. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the MIA2K podcast. We have lots of great content coming up ahead. So please don't forget to follow and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you enjoyed our episodes, please rate us five stars. And for the real-time tea, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook by searching for at MIA2K Podcast. Dale! Bye!